Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Audi of Columbus and Buyers Auto. George Kaufman having us in because you know this is that special time of year. It's the game. Uh, Ohio State and Michigan on Saturday at the Big House. Noon Letterman Row will have that coverage for you on Saturday, of course, but we've, we've got to get ready for it right now. So George, we've got Reed Fragel and Zach Bourne in the house to talk about this. We've got some really nice cars right behind us. and It's just that it's got that special time of year. Thanks for having us. And what are you, what are you most looking forward to this week, this time of year? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I'm looking forward to a big win. Uh, going up there and beating them in their own house, I think, would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> eat a little leftover turkey and uh, some uh, some adult beverages. <laughs> there you I'm, go. I'm looking forward to uh, have my birthday last Saturday and got a nice win over uh, Nittany Lions, and I'm looking for another W this Saturday. Get a get a birthday win, an East Division title, first for Ryan Day. You follow it up the next week with the Thanksgiving feast at, in Ann Arbor. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good, a good it's run a solid week. It's a solid week. Nice. All right, these two guys down there, they've got some gold <clears throat> pants. Uh, Reed, just take us through what this game means to somebody who's played it. And I know that uh, it's it's unique for you because you actually grew up on the other side of the border. Yeah, it's it's hard to put into words until you've experienced it, I think, for, play, for the player standpoint. Uh, but growing up in that state up north, um, it was a different perspective. You can't even call it your home state. Hey, it's a good place. I know, right? But I'm, I'm, I've slowly merged <laughs> to an Ohio guy. So, um, But, yeah, it, it's really it's hard to put into words until you come out of the field the first time and it kind of hits you all at once. You hear the buildup all week. You get all these videos. They do a really good job. Urban Meyer and Coach Tressel did a really good job of relaying the importance of this game, this rivalry, by showing the history and what it means. And so – I mean, even though we've we've only lost one of the last 15 games, I guarantee you they're still valuing the importance of this game by letting them know, hey, if you slip up, you don't want to be that team 
um, to be the team that lost. I mean, I think we were the last team that did, and that's, we were. That still kind of hangs <laughs> yeah. with me. Uh, I don't know about you, but that's that's still something that hangs with me. Uh, so I, I think, I guess to best put into words for guys, it's it means everything. I mean, this is your season, do or die. It's just the best way to put it to somebody. Uh, we didn't plan it this way when we put together, you know, come out here <clears> to, to talk about the game, but. Reed and Zach, you guys have some of the most interesting perspectives on this game that you could possibly have. Because, Zach, uh, for anyone who doesn't remember your, your origin story and your family, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of blue in the closet growing up. There was. Uh, you know, I grew up a huge, huge Michigan fan, right? I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. But, um, yeah, both you can my, kick him out. That's yeah, right. but both, uh, both of my parents are UM grads, and so that's where we grew up uh, going, you know, hanging out with Bo Schembechler and Lloyd Carr and going to Schembechler Hall and going to the big house and um, – yeah, when, when kind of the, the tides turned a little bit and the family made the transition, it, I mean, it couldn't have been better for us, right? But so many people have asked me that question and um, so many people are like, hey, uh, how's it so easy just turn it on? It's because it's the greatest rivalry in sports. When you are associated to a team and you switch, it's easy to turn that switch on and saying, hey, I hate that other person, right? It's, <laughs> it, it's just that's how big this rivalry is. You know, Reed talked about it. They literally talk about this game every single portion throughout the year, right? When yep. you go in phases, we work in phases. Winter workouts, there's a Michigan period, a team up north period, where the fight song is playing. It's 6 a.m. in there, and you are getting your you-know-what kicked, right? And it is all about the team up north. And then a spring ball, you have it. And in summer workouts, you have it. And camp, you have it. And then I guarantee you the past couple weeks, they've had those team up north periods where at some point during practice, they go and they do, we did certain drills throughout that time and it just reminds you of that game. And right when that game ended Saturday, I guarantee you Coach Day went to the locker room and said, hey, we're going to enjoy this for the next five minutes. We're Big Ten East champs. And they turned it right over to the team up north. And you walked in there. I'm sure you've been in their facility. It's time for war, right? <laughs> what happens to you guys when you hear that song now? Because I've, I've been covering this team since Urban got there, so I've been hearing it for eight years. What happens when it's time for war starts playing? I, I think it just triggers flashbacks almost <laughs> to that week. Like, I was going to say, if, if for somebody that came into this, let's say somebody lived in Florida, Florida didn't really know anything about the rivalry, you're going to hate that team up north by the end of that week, by the end of that year, just based off the sole fact that they're pushing this on you throughout the year so much, and it becomes so annoying and so monotonous. The fight song and everything, you hear about it so much. By the time that game, that game week comes, you're ready to rip their heads off. So yeah. it's, it, they do a very, very good job of, I guess, marketing the game to somebody who's not familiar with it. Right. So by the end, there's there's no chance that somebody might not be as bought in as somebody who's grown up with the rivalry. So I mean, this may be a really bad analogy, but this is kind of the way I, I you know, you bring up guys from Florida, and you know, we played with guys from Florida, Texas, California, all over the country. It's not just guys from from Michigan and Ohio, right? Um, it's kind of like that trained dog. When, when, a, when you have a, a puppy German Shepherd, right, it doesn't come out attacking people or being a, a, being, a, being a guard dog, right? It doesn't. But training throughout the year, right, that, hey, now it's time to graduate and you are ready to attack. It's literally like training dogs. I mean, that's yeah. what it's like, right? It, Reed could not be more right. You come here being a little raw, not knowing what's going on, and they ingrain in your mind throughout the entire year how important this week is that when you get to this week, it doesn't matter if you are, are from the Caribbean, right? You are ready to just hammer that team up north. Yeah, George, I thought you might have it's time for war blaring in here when I came in today, just getting ready for the week ahead. Like, <laughs> oh, we can put that on if you want. want. What's it like uh, for, you know, from your perspective? You have a tradition when you get ready for this rivalry and 
you know, everybody around here, obviously you're big in Columbus and a big supporter of the Buckeyes. Like your, your friends, your family, how do you guys get ready for the game? Uh, I mean, for me, it's uh, – I mean, I, is, since I can remember any first memories of college football, it's this rivalry. Um, started going to the games when I was five, six years old with my grandfather. Sat in the same seats, and, and, uh, and you know, one of the biggest things that I do is I have a pair of four-panel corduroy pants – Oh, I They're love scarlet it. Scarlet and gray, scarlet and gray, scarlet <laughs> and gray. That they were actually my grandfather's that I had remade to That's fit me, and I, I wear them one day a year. Okay, and uh, and that kind of gets me pumped up and ready to go. I, they've are, they're already out of my closet, hanging on the back of the door, ready to go. <laughs> um, and just uh, you know, it's all week. We've got uh, got friends going down to a uh, bar tonight to see the alumni band play. Um, I mean, there's just different things throughout the week to get. To, I mean, the city of Columbus to get them fired up for this game is not hard. Right. Let's be honest. Um, so it's, it gets some of that pageantry in there and to get people really motivated and really excited about it, especially with a home uh, away game, sorry, you know, the amount of parties and people that you know, mm-hmm. there's going to be family in town and, and just uh, getting together to watch that game and, and get the Buckeye victory. It's, it's just, I can't wait. And, and you probably, George, you probably know this better than anyone in Columbus, right? From a, from a business guy perspective and being able to deal with so many different businesses, I, I've been in the business world for four years now, right? And this week even when it comes to business, it's just different, right? It's almost like, it's just that feeling, right? Every single phone call that, that I've had this week, customer, hey, big week, big week, yeah. right? You'd be like, hey, man, I know it's a big week. And kind of everyone's on edge a little bit, right? Everyone either, either is a little feisty, a little nervous, whatever it may be, but you just feel the, I want to call it almost tension, right? And it's like, whatever you do, it doesn't matter if, if you're getting ready for that game at the Woody or not. If you are in Columbus, Ohio, and it doesn't matter if it's our vendors getting parts, right? It doesn't matter if it's a high-end client of mine, whatever it may be, you can feel that in their voice. It's so true. And, and I mean, I'm going to be honest. I, I purposely, I have no meetings for Friday. I'm not coming <laughs> to work on Friday. <laughs> I, I am going to be home getting prepared and getting ready. And you know, just like Zach said, so many people are saying, well, I, I'm, I can't do anything. Saturday? No. What are you, crazy? Yeah, like, right. Hey, if we can't get this done by Wednesday with Thanksgiving – it's going to have to wait till next week. Yeah. Just too, can't do it. I promise we're going to talk about this actual game, but you guys, have, <laughs> yeah. you guys have to tell me where your gold pants are at. My mom's got all three of mine. Okay. Um, I think that's kind of the tradition that I was understood or understanding of going into this game was your mom gets all the pants and your wife gets one pair. So you'll be dishing wife. one of those out here pretty soon, buddy. But <laughs> <laughs> like, a wife at the like, moment, but for now, my that's mom a big wedding, a big wedding gift. Like you've earned a gold pants. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the tradition. I think okay. that's that's what, how I understood it. Maybe that's that's wrong, but um, that's just where I'm at. But where I couldn't at? I couldn't agree more with Reed. I've got three pairs. My mom has all three. Uh, every single uh, time, my two brothers got married. One of their pairs got gifted to their wives on like the first Christmas that they were married, so that was one of the things that they got. Um, so yeah, I I think my older brother has a daughter, so he gave her one pair. But um, a pair will always stay with my mom. A pair will always it's go a lot to of my pants. Go, go, yeah, go to my wife if I ever get married, and yeah, we'll see what happens. That's a there. whole other podcast. Ladies, he is single. <laughs> I don't know if you know that yet. Yeah, so it sounds like a good reality show. All right, so if. If Ohio State is going to win another set of gold pants and hand those out this year on Saturday at noon, what's going to be the difference? Read this matchup. Everybody's talking about if, if Michigan's offense has turned the corner. Uh, can they slow down? 
uh, Justin Fields and, and J.K. Dobbins. When you look at this, though, what's the first thing that, that comes to your mind to, to settle this one on Saturday? Well, I think Coach Harbaugh, is, he's done a good job of turning the ship around. I think that's been noticed by everybody. Um, and obviously, this is the test. I mean, nothing that he's done in the last four weeks or whatever to turn the ship around is going to matter if he can't seal the deal in this game. So I think both sides are aware of that, what he's done and how they've basically overcome adversity early on in the season as a team. Um, I think Shea Patterson's done a good job as of late turning things around. Um, but end of the day, I mean, obviously, I, I just think Ohio State's overpowering them in every aspect of the game. I mean, I think the O-line in particular is playing lights out across the board. I mean, I have not seen a group play this dominant. I don't even know if I can remember the last team that could compare to this, but um, I think it's going to be basically – it's going to put Coach Harbaugh on a on – a, a judgment game, basically, that if he can't get this done, everybody's going to look at it like, well, <laughs> nothing that you've done this season has mattered because you still can't seal the deal. Just like kind of how I hate to say it because I love Coach Coop, but it was the same kind of thing there. If you can't win this game, end of the day, it's going to show your true colors, I guess, as yeah. how the fans value you. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think this is the most confused I've ever been going into a game. Really? And, and this is the reason why I say it, because all the big games this year that, that – Ohio State has played Wisconsin and Penn State right they were both in pouring rain or at least second half of Penn State was pouring rain right you saw what they did against Wisconsin hammering the run running the ball but then they also threw the football right and, and especially in second half had some big plays down the field throwing it then you see him going to Penn State I know Coach Day is upset with himself a little bit about the conservative play calling he went but you saw how many times they ran the football right and went away from the run and those type of things. With the weather forecast calling from Michigan, either it could be rain or up to three inches of snow, yeah. it, It's you don't know what the game plan is going to be going into it. And they may have two different game plans, right? And mm-hmm. as soon as the game starts, throw one out and, and do the other, right? <laughs> but it's um, I feel confident both ways uh, because, like Reese said, I think our offensive line and our defensive line are so strong that I think we would overpower Michigan. But it, it's that... It's that snow factor. It's that question mark out there that can, you know, well, shake just like up the a weather game. in the second half of Penn State. Yeah, I mean, right, right. Kind of it, it can shake up a game, right? Yeah. You don't know how it's going to go. And so, in my honest opinion, I don't think anyone can play with Ohio State on an even playing field. If you were to play indoors, no one can play with Ohio State across the country. It doesn't matter. LSU, Clemson, no one can play with them. When you bring in a, uh, 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 you know, snow, rain, whatever it may be, it just messes things up. And I'm not saying it's going to be a close game. Yeah. I'm just saying – it changes your perspective on things and how things are going to play out. It's it's weird because uh, this conversation always seems to come up. It's like it, Ohio State, if you can get them in bad weather, that helps. It neutralizes the talent. Well, it doesn't. In my estimation, it doesn't because if Ohio State is operating at this level and Michigan is operating here, well, you're both going to be playing mm-hmm. in the same weather. Yeah. And if you're going to be in that circumstance – I'm going to tend to take the team with the better running game and the better defensive line. You guys talked about the offensive line. I don't see that from Michigan. I don't – you know, Ed Warner's up there, and I, he, he had a tremendous impact. And, Reed, you know this, yep. for Ohio State. He was great with that offensive line here. That hasn't happened, and Harbaugh hasn't built a strong offensive line, no. a strong rushing attack in his higher, an entire time up there. So if that weather gets bad and they have no answer yeah. – you know, I, I don't know, George, how do you see this one? Where will you be watching, no matter what the weather is here? I think the um – you know, the weather, like we said, with the two games we've already played, Wisconsin, we just obviously dominated every yeah. facet. Mm-hmm. Penn State, I think we dominated as well with the turnovers we had. Um, I think we, we had our, our sloppy bad game, yeah. which you're bound to have eventually, and we still 
came out with a win and still came out. Top 10 dom- win. <laughs> top by 10. double digits. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so when it comes to this, I mean, our defensive line, let's be honest, Chase Young is hands down the best player in college football. Yep. I don't think anyone can argue that. And so bad weather, good weather, I, I really think, uh, agreeing with these guys, the defensive line is, is going to be a major factor in this. I agree, Shea Patterson and the team up north, they, they've really – They've, their second half of their season, they've, up, they've performed much better. Um, but when it comes down to the pure talent, uh, J.K. Dobbins, is, I, th- I have a feeling, going to have an unbelievable game. Chase Young's going to have a great game. They're, we just have too many. I mean, our defense has just really stepped up this year, and, and I really think they're going to shut them down. And, and everybody you know, points this out to me, Reed, when you're talking about the last five or six weeks with Michigan. Like, oh, well, you scored against Michigan State and Indiana, Maryland. Good for you. I mean, it, it, anything – these other teams, even when they have the number one rush defense, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Penn State, well, if you haven't played Ohio State yet, I don't believe it. Right, you know, yeah. That's the barometer. Can you yep. succeed in those big games? And, and with Michigan in particular, it wasn't that long ago that they scored 10 points against Iowa. Like, I, I just you – know, Zach said that he's confused about it. I, yeah. I'm just like – I'm holding out. I don't believe that the Michigan hype is for no, real. No, and if you watch the first half of last week's game where that team of North Point is at Indiana – I mean, I, I penciled them in to possibly lose that game. And right. My projections were pretty on point for the first half of that game. I mean, it was a dogfight, 21-21 at half. Um, but going back to what Zach's talking about with the weather, that variable that you don't really know about, I think if you have to force Michigan to run the ball, I think that only plays in our hand that much more. Because right now, Shea Patterson's playing pretty well. If you force them to run the ball, like you were saying, it, it's it's not something that they're comfortable doing. Yeah. They're more of a passing offense, ding it. Duncan Dinky down the st- down the field, and they're not going to really get to run the ball like we can. So I think if there is some weather that plays into, it, I think it only helps us that much more. This is the only thing I bring up from a confusing standpoint, right? We know weather; it, it, you can't control it, but increase it. the ball slippery. Turnovers happen, right? We saw them this past week. Sure. Turnovers happen, yeah. right? Yeah. People are going to start running the football, which then what's it do? We saw it this past week. Shortens the game, right? When you have a shorter game, the 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 margin of error is smaller, right? Because you're playing against the clock as well. Number three, we've seen this. When you're playing inside drill at practice and you know what's coming, it's easier to play the game that way, right? And so, I, I, listen, I'm, I, I am not saying that I, I think it's going to be close. What I'm saying is... It's almost like you know what's coming at us. We know what's coming at us, right? That there's a uh, smaller margin of error. Clock is ticking at all times. And guess what? It may not be a. Bl- I think they would absolutely blow them out because I think Ohio State across the board with the athletes and whatnot, it, it they would hammer them, right? It it just makes a question mark in my mind of. I think it's more of a question mark because are they getting three inches of snow or are they getting rain? Because in rain, I think we're fine. Three inches of snow is completely different. Am I right? I mean, come on. Have you guys ever played football in three inches of snow? I have. It's hard. It's It's it's, hard. It's a game of who can screw up less. Exactly. But that's what I'm talking about. It's margin of error, right? And so that's the question mark is is if I knew what the forecast was going to be, I'd have a much clearer outlook. (laughs) And I think the coaches are thinking the same thing. I really do. I think the coaches are thinking we need to plan for snow and we need to plan for rain, right? And you know your rain game plan can go with zero precipitation or anything, and you've got a, a snow one where, hey, it's going to be a lot of two or three tight ends. We're going to absolutely try and maul them, and J.K. Dobbins you're going to run the ball 40 times a day. Yeah, the forecast is great in the press box, so I'm confident in, in my ability either way on Saturday. No doubt. But I want to see, George, and I think you probably agree with me here, I want to see both of these teams at their best. I don't want it to be a slog and people falling down over the place and 10 fumbles in the snow. I mean, if you're going to have these two powerhouses going at it, let's do it 
in a way that they can at least be themselves. Team up north fumbles ten times. I'm totally fine. Okay, with all right. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to be upset. Hey, that's one very day. true. That's very true. I hope they do. Yeah. yeah, but you know what I mean. Like you just want to see them actually. Like there be no excuses. Like Michigan, if they're going to earn it, fine. Uh, you don't want it to be a game where Justin Fields can't hold on to the football. That's you want to see them play a good football game, don't you? Uh, I mean, absolutely. You hope that this game, as always, pans out to be the true marquee game of the week, yeah. the game of the season. Um, you know, just because we've had such good success for, uh, over them the last 16 out of 18, I think it is. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people outside of Ohio State and outside of the region are like, it's not that big of a rivalry anymore. Well, I, I think it is. To me, it's still the best rivalry, mm-hmm. best game in all of sports. Um, and, and it helps when the actual game really is that much of a uh, of a battle going yeah. to war and and uh i mean i i'd be okay if we won 62 to 0 but uh <laughs> yeah, no doubt but but it, it helps the rivalry and i think all of college sports when the game is really a, a solid well, well-played game yeah i think the other thing that you brought up about the rivalry is everyone's like it's not a rivalry but i know for a fact mm-hmm. the the ohio state team that's there at the woody hayes right now is acting like they've been beat the last yeah. 10 times, yeah. right? That That's how Ohio State acts. Ohio State isn't like, hey, we've beaten these guys last 16 out of 18. They act every single year like, hey, we've gotten beat 16 out of 18 and we're going to change it. Yeah. yeah, and I've heard the same thing in this past week. Well, it's not really a rivalry anymore. You have to win some games. And I've heard from my own family members. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so hard to put into words how this means to a player versus you as a fan watching the game. Like, it's, it's really, yeah, I know we've won the last 15, whatever, um, out of 16 games, but we still are reminded and we, we still have flashbacks to that week where you feel like you literally lost the last game. Like it's, yeah. You never lose that, that feeling of how much this game means even though you've won the last, I don't care if it's the last 20 games, 30 games, you still know if you lose this game, you're going to be the laughing stock of Ohio. So yeah. yes, to no, us sure. as players, it is still the greatest rivalry and it's untouched by anything out there. So it's just hard to convey that to people that don't really go through that on a weekly well, basis. Especially basis. leading up to it, right? Listen, yeah. when you're up there, what they're going to experience this week there is no other ride that you will have all year than going into the big house. It will be the greatest ride you'll ever have, the most intense ride you'll ever have. When you get off the bus and you get in the locker room, it will be the most intense locker room setup that you have ever seen compared to any other game. When you walk down that tunnel and you go out for pregame warm-ups or whatever it may be, and guys are smack-talking and the fans are yelling at you, it will be like any other entrance that you've had in any other warm-up you've had before any other game. The adrenaline, the juices, I mean, the, the hair sticks stick up on your arms, right? There, there is nothing like it. So it doesn't matter if you've won however many times in a row. That game, that day when you wake up, there is nothing like it that you experience it as a player. All right, you two bring up a great point. I'm going to dive into it when we take a, after we take a quick break here from our great friends at Buyers Auto as our preview of the game rolls on. All right, welcome back in here with George Kaufman, Zach Bourne, Reed Fragle. I'm Austin Ward. Looking at the game, and Reed, you said this, that if Ohio State loses, they're the laughing stock of Ohio. They get the, the rivalry. It's so important. Harsh maybe, but. Uh, and, <laughs> but I know what you're saying, and I think that this fascinating subplot, and I, I've already asked Zach about it this week, but it's this dilemma, right? Ohio State could lose and potentially still go to the college football playoff and win the national championship. And I think that's maybe why this week in particular people are looking at it like, I don't know, does the rivalry mean as much to Ohio State? But I had that, you know, I was in there in the Woody on Tuesday, and they were, they made clear that uh, 
this is still the season for them. But it's just a weird dynamic when you talk about the rivalry and the way that the college football landscape has changed with the playoff and Big Ten championship and the East already being clinched. It's just that part is just strange to me. Yeah, but I think it just all falls back to you don't lose sight of what this game means to the fans, to the families, the players that have gone through it in the years past. You never lose sight of that and that feeling. I think there's always constant reminders throughout the year, like we've already talked about, um, that this is the game. I mean, playoffs will come. Don't worry about those right now. But this is your focus for the next seven days. I mean, shit, it's been the focus for like the whole year. There's always that one period that you're reminded constantly, beat Michigan, beat Michigan. Um, but – it is weird when you start throwing in the college football playoff talk. I get all that, but I think end of the day, it all comes down to this is that beat that team up north, and they're all very well aware of how much this yeah, game means. As a player, when you look at the season, you look at the goals, number one is always beat the team up north. Yeah. Always. That's number one goal. Number two is win the Big Ten and win the Big Ten championship. That's number two. Number three, to win the national championship. So they haven't even gotten their first goal yet, right? Their first goal happens this week. So as a player – you're not looking towards the national championship or the Big Ten championship. You haven't accomplished that first goal yet, which is why it goes in phases, right? Mm-hmm. So of any fan or any media person who questions how much this game means, <laughs> you need to take your credentials <laughs> yeah. away right yeah, now. Austin. <laughs> I'm not trying to I'm, I'm not trying to question. I did, and I, I've told you this. When I came in earlier in the week, and especially on Saturday when I was talking about the East title and I was starting to look ahead to the playoff, I was like, man – I. I wasn't as excited as I normally am to cover the game, but once it started to get to be Sunday and Monday and you know being around you and being around the team and hearing Ryan Day talk about it, you get that reminder back in your head, and sometimes you need that. Like, I'm a human being. Sometimes complacency happens, and it is just an unusual mm-hmm. circumstance. Like, I wish that every single time uh, – and, and I'm a, I work in Columbus. I know the importance of it. Nobody has to explain it to me, but – you know, you, you get exposed to the national stuff and people talking about the Heisman and, and the college football playoff rankings, and you can lose and still be in the top four for Ohio State. It's just you want to shake that out of it. And it took it did take me a couple of days this week because, in my mind, if you're offering Ohio State, you can win the national championship but lose to Michigan or the inverse, you beat Michigan Forget and it. lose the playoff. Like, like that's, the, that's the debate. And you can take both, like, right? George, that's what you want, both. But – that's like picking one or the other. That part, because I didn't grow up in Ohio sure. uh, or play in it like you guys yeah. did, sometimes that's, in my mind, harder to get over because the national championship would seem like the ultimate goal. There's always so much on this game. I mean, it, even when we win the national championship, they could take away our undefeated season. Right. I mean, it, it, it's losing to them is such a – I mean, I, I get – Depressed for like six weeks, and thankfully it's been a long time since that happened. Well, that would be all the way up to the title game. So, but uh, and and I, I could be wrong on this, but I think the wins versus wins is fifty-one to fifty-one it's right close. now. It's getting yeah. close. So, I mean, this could be the chance for for Ohio State to take back that win column against them, yeah. which to me is a huge deal. I mean, there's there's just so many times that uh, seasons have been spoiled by the one team or the other, oh. and I, it just this game means everything. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, they say legends are made for a reason in this game, and, and it's almost like I think you have to take them separately. Like they're different seasons. The national championship could be a successful season, but if you lost to Michigan, like that would be this other season. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know why people bring – I've seen the polls on Twitter, right? We, we talk about it as media, yes. right? I don't even know why the question is out there because as a player, there is no question. As a player, you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat 
that yeah. team up north, right? And guess what? We're going to win a national championship. That's what you say as a player. It's not – they're not thinking about it. So I don't know why fans and, you know, even us, like it's – as a player, you never have that mindset. If I could have one right. or the other, what am I going to choose, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> you are so dialed in that essentially their season started last week. But really, as we're continuing, really this week, right? Because that's that first goal that we talked well, granted, about. Granted, we didn't have the playoff system when we were yeah. playing, so it was always you had to close out the season in order to yeah. best your chances at getting that um, national title uh, chance. But yeah, now even more so, I think that that's where people start juggling the, the question of would you rather have one or the other. Whereas before, we never even thought about that as a possibility. Or well, and I and I wasn't question. dumb enough to go into the Woody on Tuesday and ask any player that. <laughs> I mean, like I said, my oh, right, right, right. my mindset. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't saying no, you, no, but I, I know I want to make sure because we had this conversation. You were in at Letterman Row on Monday, and it was like. I didn't have that that juice that I. It's an honor and a privilege to cover this game every year. It's our responsibility to do it as well as we can for the players that play and at the coaches, for the fans, uh, you know, for anybody who's coming in here to Buyers Auto. Like we, this is a big week for me. But I didn't. I don't want to confuse the two. That the focus should be on the playoff for Ohio State this week. And I think you know nobody else in the media did either. That wasn't a discussion that was being had. I think everyone recognizes, but it's just a new co- sort of. I don't know, fly in the ointment with the new – even when the Big Ten went to the Big Ten championship game, that diminished a little bit of the value because you had a separate championship. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think any any of us sitting right here know, uh, you know, Jordan Fuller and Jonathan Cooper, if he plays, those guys all want to go win the game. That's not like – well, we'd be okay with it if we won the national championship. That's definitely not the mindset. No, for sure. I think all those guys are juiced up this week, right? I mean, how, how are you not to play in the greatest <laughs> rivalry sports? I mean, you know, we talked about it, we talked about it earlier. I'm juiced up this week, right? I, I've got my national championship plane ticket set. I've got the semifinal <laughs> set, man. I'm going to Indy. Like, that, I don't, I, I, I don't want it to be a loss this weekend. Like, come on, let, take care of business and follow the plan. You know, I know that's what those guys are thinking. Yeah, and Austin, you brought up a good point earlier how not being from Ohio, not really maybe understanding right out the gate yeah. what this means to people. But Coach Ryan Day, I mean, his first press conference I was reading actually on the way here, um, his comments of basically growing up, I think it was New Hampshire, New Hampshire yep. basically the Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees. He grew up on those pro sport rivalries where he's able to, obviously as a coach now in the college football world, and see how much this means to the state of Ohio. He's able to throw himself in and understand that and how much this game means based off of that alone and obviously seeing the guys' looks in their eyes throughout the week. But I think that just is, it just shows the testament of how much Ohio and this, this means and how much we – are able to relay that to other people that may not understand what this means outside the state. But well, you come into this this faci- it, the facility yeah. and be around Ohio State for a year, not even a year, probably be around it for a week, and understand what this game means to everybody involved. I mean, even my favorite frat star, Mark Pantone, man, being in Florida, <laughs> hey, that's my guy. I love that guy. But even being from Florida, right, he comes up here, was never in the rivalry, and now he's been here for – Seven year, eight years now, right? This yeah. is his eighth year. Guess what? He buys in. This week means more to him than any other week in, in a, you know, an entire year, right? Yeah. And this is a guy who's just been in the past eight years. But once you get emerged in the rivalry, yep. you buy in right away. Well, it, it helps that I get to spend time in the Woody and that I know you guys, and and also before I got here, uh, that I married a Columbus native and have a whole family side of the family that. Uh, Grew up going to Ohio State. That'll smart choice. Yeah, smart so, choice. You know, it's not like I was completely unaware of it, but if I'm going from uh, Wyoming against Colorado State for the bronze boot to the <laughs> game, I mean, that's – I'm just – you know, sometimes you have to yeah. t- get ready. It's like a rookie going into the NFL. Like, I don't know what I'm It doing. sounds like an Oktoberfest medal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, doesn't it? 
It's a it's a it's a big prize, Zach. I'll okay. te- I'll teach you about okay. that when you come back out to my neck of the woods. That's huge. But yeah. uh, as I said there, with you just you can't have Zach Bourne and talk about the game and not have that hit. So yeah. I'm so Georgia. Yeah. That's another thing. I don't know why we don't have that blown up in here today. Zach standing over yeah. a big uh, fat head on the wall so or something. Denard yeah. Robinson standing on the other end of that hit. I got one for George, but I'm pretty sure he put it like at his house somewhere. I'm not okay. sure if it's a bedroom or man cave or wherever it may be, but he's got one hanging up somewhere. It's uh, my it's in my son's room. I, okay, I, there you was, go. I had it for about three minutes before I was like, "Where did that go?" And I went upstairs, <laughs> and my son was already holding it up on the wall. So it's proudly placed. There it, you go. For me, there's not a more iconic image than that one. I mean, that was the that was the first one that I covered, and Zach makes that play. His season was so incredible. Uh, we've actually done a Buck IQ when you recounted uh, that game for you. But you know how? Just tell that for anybody who hasn't seen that, Zach. How special was that play to you? And and I know you you love to talk about yourself so much. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, you know, I've, I've actually never answered this question with one of my teammates sitting next to me. That was like playing there. That was with me, right? Yeah. And so I, I think Reed can back me up when I say this. And you know, obviously everyone, uh, you know, that I talk to talks about that play and talks about that picture, but. I talk more about that game, right? Mm-hmm. We we knew going into it we were bull band, we were eleven and zero. That team in two thousand twelve was probably the the closest team I've ever been on, right? Everyone talks about you know how tight their high schools are because everyone's from the same town and grew up together and all you know your lifelong boys and stuff. That two thousand twelve team, man, we I mean we would be cooking out during the summer. I mean mm-hmm. we knew each other's girlfriends. We were hanging out. Like we were the tightest group of guys that you that you've ever seen, right, in a college locker room. Because in college, you know, everyone's got their cliques, right? you got the guys from Florida. you got wherever. We were all super close. And so going into that game not knowing – or knowing that we weren't going to be able to play another game together when we should have been playing the Big Ten Championship, the National Championship, all that stuff, it was hard. It was emotional. We were all emotional going into that game. And then Coach Meyer gave one of the greatest uh, pregame speeches at the Blackwell I've ever heard – God insane. I mean, just the emotions of that game going into it were second to none. I've never experienced a game like that in my entire life. Yeah, I get goosebumps just hearing yeah. you talk about it like that because it <laughs> just brings back all the memories. And it really was, I mean, it, it was a unique position that we all found ourselves in with the bull band. I think any player that's played Ohio State has, I mean, for the most part, always had gone into that last game against the team up north knowing there's probably a chance they're going to play another game together. Yeah. But here we found ourselves knowing, you know, the fate we had, the unfortunate fate of, you know, we weren't going to play in that national championship game against Notre Dame and probably beat the hell out of them. Um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I think definitely. For sure. Yeah. Definitely, definitely would be we, my pick there. And we were all – we all had a chip on our shoulder because of that, obviously. So we went into that game basically – yeah, we obviously want to beat that team up north. That's first and foremost. But we also want to make a statement, you know, cap off a perfect season that we should be at the top and play whoever else is at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into that game, I mean, we emotions could not be higher. It was literally – I still remember it vividly, and, and it gives me goosebumps, like I said, thinking about it just because the way it all played out, the way it ended, yeah, we didn't have that national championship game at the end of that senior season, but it was so perfect capping it off by beating that team up north, fans storming yeah. the field. I remember turning around giving Jeff Ironman a big hug. <laughs> we just did it. We just did it. Yeah. Fans storming the field around us and the camera angle. I think of the game tape, it zoomed out as the fans were storming. It was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> um, but it really was, to, to back to your qu- initial question, that hit that Zach had that game, I mean, from the sideline, it was electric. And it was something that it just – it's one of those things that play happens in a game and it can just spark more and more momentum on top of the, the fueling fire that's already going. Right. That was one of them, and it was something that obviously none of us will ever forget. And you have those plays, you know, for me, you guys can go back way longer if you need to, but you've got Zach's hit, 
uh, Curtis Samuel, and you had the spot in 2016. Chris Olave becoming a, a legend in one game. Like you pack it in every single year, somebody's going to going to emerge. I just wonder who you guys think it's going to be this week. If you've got maybe it's someone on the radar, maybe it's Chase Young, maybe it's somebody who uh, Garrett Wilson can follow in Chris Olave's footsteps. I don't know. If you guys have to pick somebody who might make a moment and be the difference maker in this one. Uh, George, I put you on the spot to start. Who who might do it? Uh, there's so much talent on this team that, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, if you're really talking about kind of the breakout performance, um, I, I think you probably have to automatically exclude like J.K. Dobbins yeah. and Justin Fields <laughs> and those guys that yeah. are going to have their their moments. Um, I, you know, Garrett Wilson is one one guy that uh, his talent is so abundantly clear. Mm -hmm. um, He's just he's so close to making one of those big breakout, like either a punt return, kick return, um, you know, a, a, some sort of slant or something, and he's gone. Right. Um, I, I could really see Garrett Wilson having uh, one of those outstanding days. And I, you know, and honestly, I could see Master Teague breaking one. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, but and that that's just so. I mean, I just got goosebumps thinking about that <laughs> because that just reminded me of the talent that's upcoming and yeah. to come for Ohio State. Um, but it's. But you're right, those moments. I mean, I, thought, I think of Anthony Gonzalez and, and Chris Olave last year where he had two touchdowns yeah. and a block, block punt or yeah. something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just Dwayne That Haskins place was insane in. last oh, year. It was, I mean, at that game, I have never been at a game like that. As a fan, as a fan, I've never been at a game like that. It's a 62, 39. I mean, it was – God, it was amazing. Etched um, in history. Yeah, no, it's we a great question. We were dogs going to that one too, I think. Yeah, we were. We, we were underdogs. Yeah. Um, you want to know something? You start talking about iconic things. The first, it's because I grew up on this rivalry, right? I love this rivalry from the day I came out of the womb, right? <laughs> the thing I think of is was it David Boston and Charles Woodson throwing Throw, punches throwing at one another, eight, right? Yeah. That's like I was like you know seven, eight. I was engulfed in the game of football. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's every time I think awesome. of the robbery, that's what I think of. If you want to talk about someone having an iconic moment this week that isn't a star player, um, you know, the two guys jump out. Yes, uh, Pete Warner and Malik Harrison have been playing so good this year, so good. But I think the way the game builds up, and I'm going to go back to that question mark of weather, I'm going to say tough Borland I think is going to absolutely ball out Michigan is going to go and try and run the ball at the Ohio State. They're not going to go side to side knowing what they have at defensive end, right? Yeah. They're going to try and pick on the middle of this defense. Devon Hamilton, you know, Cornell, all, all those guys, that's who they're going to go after. And Tough Borland sitting there right in the middle. It's, is he going to step up and be able to meet these guys in the hole? And then the other one who I think is going to make a massive play, and a guy who's always been there. He doesn't have the star power, which I think he should have the star power, but the guy who almost is always in the right place at the right time is Jordan Fuller. I think sitting in the back end, Michigan may get cute, and Jordan Fuller may have pick six, may have a couple big-time pass breakups. Mm -hmm. But uh, those are my two guys. Reed? I'm going to go with Master Teague. I think just the way that this game could play out weather-wise, I think his, I guess, his value with Ohio State in, the, in that backfield, being a power runner, being a dominant runner, I mm -hmm. think it'll show in this game if it is bad weather. Um, obviously, Dobbins is going to play a lights-out game as well. Um, but as, I guess as somebody who's you're not expecting, I think Master Teague will be that guy out of the backfield. Um, Okuda, I mean, he's not really a no-namer, obviously, at this point. But yeah. um, you can always count on him to make a play, I think, in the secondary that's going to change the game. And that's what I think is going to happen this game, especially with sloppy weather. You force Shea Patterson to throw. I think Okuda's going to make one or two big plays. If they try to challenge Okuda, I mean, that would really surprise me. But uh, And that's sort of why I think that this could be Damon Arnett's swan song. And I, you talked about, you know, 
Boston and the punch is thrown. Yeah. You guys yeah. had that with Bradley Roby too. And if there's a guy on this team who's like Bradley Roby, it's yeah. Damon, Damon Arnett. Arnett. He was yeah. out there mixing it up. He actually had Jeff Halfley out there before the Penn State game. They were both just like standing there, not giving any ground. And you know this, you talk about the, it's those tight teams where if it, things get chippy. You've seen those are the ones that are going to fight, right? Oh yeah, like no th doubt. Those are the ones that are going to mix yeah. it up and give you those moments. I could see that happening for Damon Arnett. Uh, I think he could make a play, and I think he could get in a fight. I think. That yeah. <laughs> no, I, I de listen. Listen, <laughs> that, that's a great parlay. Listen, a hundred percent. I would bet my life savings on it. There will be a scuffle on the field, pre-game, right before the game, whatever it may be. There will be a scuffle. There always is. Um, and actually, what I love about Ohio State. This year, and, and listen, I love you know Coach Meyer and the staff he had, but you've got some young guys. Al Washington, Halfley, which is this is like his first time being in a rivalry, right? Ryan Day's not an old guy. There's some guys with some fire in Madison. that young fire yeah. that guess what are going to go out there and be right with their guys, right? And uh, I mean, it will happen. All right, we can't have a, a preview of the game at Byers Auto without getting our score predictions. So yeah. as we wrap it up, start to wrap it up here. Think about it. Give me these numbers. I don't know. George, you want me to put you on the spot again or start with Reed down there? Uh, I'll go ahead. I, um, I, I, You know, I've been pretty close most of the season on my things, but I'm probably going to go a little too high on this one. I'm going to say 42-14. 42-14. Zach, Ooh, what do you got? That's a good one. 42-14. <laughs> um, and their you know, second touchdown will be a trash one at the end that we just – Okay. Garbage <laughs> time. Um, you want to know something? I, you just asked me that question. One score flashed in my head. Don't even know why it came there because I, I don't know if it's so realistic. But for some reason, I want to say it's going to be 45-3. to three. And the reason why I, like I say that. that is because I think Coach Day and especially J.K. Dobbins and, and um, Justin Fields learned so much from last week being in the elements that guess what? Going into this week, if they are in the elements, they're going to work up different plays. They know what works. They know what doesn't work. They're going to come firing on all cylinders. And I know Coach Day is not happy he did not run up that score against Penn State. So it's going to come out firing, trying to get that number one seed again. And I just don't see Michigan's offense being able to do anything against this Ohio State defense. The way he was talking in the beginning, I was thinking he was going to have a close score. Uh, yeah, I, was, I, too. I was thinking he was going to go back with 26-21 or something. We call that the bait and switch. <laughs> I mean, come on. Got to make you think there, George. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and, and go with 38-17. For some reason, that's sticking out my head. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, out of out of reach for the, that team up north for majority of the game. Maybe they'll get a garbage time touchdown at the end there. Um, but I, I do think it's going to be, especially if you have weather play into it, I think it's going to play in our hand that much more. All right, I've got 42-10. to 10. I've said it all week. I can't stop now. I, I, I did predict uh, early on that Ohio State would win every game in the Big Ten by double digits. So uh, we'll see if they can complete that. It's been such an impressive season. Uh, got the one-game season on Saturday. Let Monroe will be covering that. Ohio State at Michigan. It's the game. Appreciate Byers Auto for having us out here for this special preview. George Kaufman, Zach Bourne, Reed Fragle. I am Austin Ward. We will see you guys in Ann Arbor, Michigan on Saturday at noon. Go Bucks. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets.
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.